Welcome to the Let It Ride podcast, coming to you extremely early on a Thursday morning. Trying to get this podcast in before the Thursday night game kicks off so that you have my pick for tonight's game. I may do this podcast in two parts. I'm actually in the parking garage of Capital One Arena. Last night we had the home opener for the Washington Capitals early this morning, now coming in to load in Enrique Iglesias, so super busy here for me at work. So I may, like I said, do this in maybe two 20-minute parts, get the breakdown from last week done and the preview for Thursday night's game and the pick for Thursday night's game in on the first part, and then at a later time record the second part where I will give out my picks for Sunday's games. So without further ado, let's get started with the breakdown from last week. 8-7-1 and one against the spread. Really look like we might have our first below 500 week. However, coming through on Sunday and Monday night football, we picked the Bills plus three. That came through pretty easily. And then the Colts plus seven came through pretty easily as well. Even though that game did go to overtime and the Colts did lose the game outright, they were ahead the entire game. And even when the game went to overtime, you're never really in danger of losing that plus seven bet. So, 8-7-1, and one. so let's get into it right away with where I got it wrong. That is right. As I say every week, unfortunately, we cannot win them all. If you could, then you wouldn't really have a reason to listen to a podcast like this. So, my losers for the week, I gave out the Panthers minus 3.5. Really looked like they had that game in hand until that block punt late kind of sealed their fate. I gave out the Pats minus nine and a half. That was a dead wrong pick the whole way. Houston came out and put it on the Patriots. The Patriots were able to come back and win that game outright, but were never anywhere close to covering that nine and a half. I gave out the Raiders minus five and a half. That was another dead wrong pick. In fact, if I had given that pick out later on in the week after more uh, controversy surfaced with the John Gruden emails, I possibly would have changed my pick there. He is now out, by the way in Vegas, uh, so turmoil going on there. We'll get into that when we talk about their upcoming game this week. We gave out the Dolphins, plus 10, another one that was never right to begin with. They put up 17 points, and it was really on a, a broken play, and then another broken play, which, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about that when we break down Miami's game, but really didn't even deserve to score the 17 points they did in that one. Should have got blown out by more. Uh, as it was, they lost that game by 28, so never a close game there. We gave out the Broncos minus one. They never stood a chance against that Steelers defense. I say that, but they did have a chance to tie the game late. Uh, managed to come back a little bit. We're down by eight. The Steelers making a goal line stand to win that game. I gave out the 49ers plus five and a half, and I really feel like that was the right side. A lot of fourth down conversions not coming through for the 49ers there, and Trey Lance just looking really raw. Uh, clearly not ready to start, but clearly also has the talent to be a great quarterback in this league at some point. It's just not right now. We gave out the Vikings minus seven, and that was one that looked like it was going to be good, and then a turnover late in that game leading to the Lions scoring a touchdown and then taking the lead on a two-point conversion. However, the Vikings were able to save my bacon in my eliminator pool because I did pick them uh, coming down and kicking a long field goal to win the game there. And that does it for our losers. Let's get to happier thoughts where we were right. Always a lot more fun to talk about your winners than your losers. 
Let's talk about where I got it right. We gave out the Cowboys minus seven. That was never in doubt once that game got into the second half. The Cowboys just ran away with it. Granted, that had a lot to do with some Giants injuries. We gave out the Saints minus one. That was one of my favorite plays of the week. Washington decimated by injury. That last play of the half when Jameis Winston threw the Hail Mary. I've never seen a Hail Mary where the team just looks unprepared. Nobody even jumped in the end zone except for the guy that caught the ball for the Saints. I believe it was Callaway. I don't understand what's going on with that Washington defense. I thought they were overrated coming into the year, but I did not think it was going to be this bad. Getting lit up by the Saints, who have no skill position players, and it was easily their best offensive output of the year for New Orleans against Washington. They're Washington. Another uh, big test coming up this week with KC. I can't see them uh, slowing down that offense this week. We got it right with the Rams, minus 2.5 on Thursday Night Football. Uh, granted, that also had a lot to do with Russell Wilson going down, but, hey, you'll take them however you can get them. We got it right with the Falcons, minus 3. They proved that they were at least a class ahead of the Jets. Not that that's saying much, but should have been more than a field goal favorite in that one. We gave out the Titans, minus 4.5. Derrick Henry having a huge game against the Jaguars, a big bounce back win after losing to the aforementioned Jets last week. We gave out the Chargers minus two and a half and we talked about Justin Herbert last week looking like a like he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate for the rest of his career. We gave out the Bills plus three. Speaking of MVP candidates, Josh Allen looking like the favorite. We said last week on the podcast the Bills look like the best team in the NFL and they proved it on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. We also gave out the Colts plus seven, a pick that was never in doubt. Even though they did lose the game, uh, that game went to overtime. You're getting seven points. You you're, you can sit back and just enjoy because you're going to win your money either way. There is one freak occurrence, and I'm waiting for it to happen. It would be the worst beat in the history of beats. So theoretically, you could have a team kick a field goal on their first drive of overtime and then turn around and get a, a defensive touchdown on the other team's next drive and win a game by nine points in overtime. But it has to be a freak occurrence, and I'm wondering if it'll ever happen. If it does, it'll lead uh, the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center Bad Beats segment. And that does it for our winners. We also did have one push on the week. The Packers minus three. The Packers winning in overtime by three. Now, that did get down to two and a half at kickoff, but I'm not going to take that as a win. When I gave the pick out on the podcast, it was minus three. That's what we're going to stick with. So we are eight, seven, and one on the week. And we're going to jump right into our game previews because, as I said, time is of the essence. I have to get upstairs and start loading in Enrique Iglesias here in about 10 minutes. So I'm going to record this segment real fast, and I might put this out as a part one of my week six podcast and come back and record Sunday's games uh, maybe on Saturday, uh, not having a lot of time today to get this done. So we're going to jump right into Thursday Night Football. The Bucks taking on the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Eagles a seven-point underdog at home for this one. The over-under sitting at 52-and-a-half. The Buccaneers are coming in boasting the NFL's best passing attack. They also have Tom Brady, who has a 13-3 and record for his career on Thursday Night Football. Philly's pass defense has been much maligned over the past couple of years. However, they come in ranked third in the NFL, had a great week last week, shutting down Carolina. However, I don't think that's going to make much of a difference in this one. If you look at last week's matchup for the Buccaneers was the Miami Dolphins, who boast two all-pro cornerbacks on their roster. Tom Brady was still 
still able to absolutely pick them apart. I think he's going to be able to do the same thing to this Eagles secondary. On the other side, however, I think the Eagles are going to be able to put up a good number of points against this Buccaneers secondary, which is decimated by injuries. A couple of common opponents, uh, both of these teams wiped the floor with the Falcons. Both these teams also played the Cowboys, the Buccaneers winning a close one, the Eagles getting blown out. I think the over is my favorite play for this game. As I said, I think both teams are going to be airing it out The Buccaneers not with a great running attack. The Eagles not with a great running attack. And nobody runs the ball on the Buccaneers, even when the Buccaneers do give up points to running backs, as they did last week to Miles Gaskins and to Tony Pollard in week one. It's through the passing game. So look out for Kenneth Gainwell, the Eagles pass catching back uh, in this one. I think he could have a big day. So maybe lean less towards Miles Sanders, their in-between-the-tackles guy, and like I said, go towards Gainwell. As for the game, like I said, I love the over in this one. We're playing the over 52 and a half, and we are playing the Bucks minus the seven. Right now, that's minus seven at even money. So if that sneaks back towards six and a half as it gets closer to game time, maybe wait for that and play it that way. So that is going to do it for the Thursday game. We're going to take a long break. As I said, this might be the end of the podcast uh, for this part, and I'll come back and record Sunday's games either later on today or on Saturday.